fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we Brought to you by KCRW. <laughs> Just kidding. It's an autostraddle podcast. In which we recap every episode of The L Word. That's right. Every single episode. One by one. One at a time. Weekly. On Mondays. What episode are we doing today, Carly? <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. No, it's not. I'm going to keep doing that. Okay. Uh, today's episode is Loyal, Season 2, Episode 8. Mm-hmm. Originally aired on April 10th, 2005. Yeah, just a mere 10 days after April Fool's Day. Uh, a mere nine days after <laughs> April Fool's Day because yeah, of... Uh, tomato, tomato. Um, and a mere 11 days before my <laughs> birthday. Um, this episode... <laughs> so birthday. <laughs> so this episode was written by A.M. Holmes. I love her. Yeah. She is one of my awesome. favorite authors. And she was one of my favorite authors like before The L Word. So I remember that when I was watching the season for the first time, it's so, like written by A.M. Holmes. And I was like, what? Because it felt like my like life as like a literary writer and my life as a scandalous lesbian were like colliding, mm-hmm. you know, all at once. But also she wrote... Um, the Safety of Objects, which is a book that was made into a film that was directed by Rose Crochet. Yes, correct. So that's probably, so she's in the world. And she's bisexual. A.M. Holmes is bisexual. And she writes a lot of books about suburban ennui. And there's often desperate housewives in them. It's a great genre. Yeah. Um, this episode was directed by Allison McLean. McLean? 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 Let's go with McLean. Um, very important facts about her. Mm-hmm. She directed the music video for Torn by Natalie Imbruglia. And that's like, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm like starstruck even just <laughs> talking about this. She's also directed an episode of The Adventures of Pete and Pete and two episodes of Sex and the City. Wow. So I wish that maybe might be my new favorite director. I wish that they'd had a Jenny flashback where she was just standing in a room like Natalie Imbruglia did in that video. That would have been instead great. of a carnival, you know? Yeah. Shall we begin? Yeah, we shall begin. Um, but maybe as we began, mm. we should discuss that someone else is here. Oh my God. Oh my God. There's another person that's been sitting next to me this whole time. This whole time. Yeah. Holy shit. Introduce yourself. Ah, <laughs> uh, hey, Reese and Carly. I just want to say it's a true honor and privilege. Privilege. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, say words. Time differently um, as well as use a different radio voice. I'm Laura Zach and I'm coming in hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hope you enjoy my dulcet tones this evening. We're going to have a lot of dulcet tones today. We've got a got a storyline about a radio show and we're all going to talk like this a little bit. Uh, Laura, why don't you tell the people at home a little bit more about you and what you do with your life. Oh, us. Reese, you know what? I would love to, and I thank you for that opportunity. Uh, I, I, you know, I do a little of this, a little of that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, writer as well as a producer, mm. sometimes dabble in acting. So you'd say you're in the biz. <laughs> sure am, Carly. It's <laughs> great. Woman. And uh, also been known to uh, have a podcast or two. Tell mm. us about that. Uh, I've got... Um, I did one where we watched the entirety of the series Daria, Sicker Sadder World with Brittany Ashley. And also with Brittany Ashley, we've got Angel on Top, the 
close sister to Buffering the Vampire Slayer. Incredible. All these podcast worlds colliding. You know, Brittany Ashley is also a friend of this podcast. She is. Great, Great. girl. Great girl. Great girl. <laughs> Laura. Laura Zach. Yeah, what's up? Laura Zach, live here in the studio. The studio is Reese's Kitchen. <laughs> Laura, what is your L word origin story? I'm actually very excited that you've asked me this because Great. as soon as I rewatched this episode, I was meditating on this very thing <laughs> because it sounds like from what I understand you all you both were very much in your conscious of queerness place when you watched this originally I definitely was I was starting around season three like this was the first season I watched live season one I was still very dedicated to my heterosexual activities <laughs> but um season two I watched live but I was sort of not all the way like I wasn't really like I was testing out the idea of being queer. Totally. And, and I had a similar path, but it wasn't until like season five mm. that I was in, in a closeted queer space. <laughs> so like the first time that I heard of the L word was when I was in college in Santa Fe. And basically there was this new girl at school and she uh -oh. had transferred from another college and, um, all the guys were into her, but there was this rumor going around school mm. that she had come out as a lesbian the summer before <gasps> joining us. And we already had like a couple mutual friends and she was incredibly charismatic and beautiful and uh, like this very kind of like toppy femme energy oh boy and, oh boy oh boy <laughs> oh boy good thing i'm sitting down and so obviously i wanted to be best friends with her and sure and so she and our mutual friends who were all straight were like have you ever heard of this show called the l word and so this woman who would later become my first ever girlfriend brought with her the box Wait, set spoiler alert. The, the box set yeah <laughs> jumping ahead <laughs> But yeah, she brought that box set of the first few seasons. And she brought her box. Exactly. And uh, your set. it was a lot of just like her scandalizing the straight girls in the dorm by being like, yeah, I mean, it's an objectively very good show. Like, I, I'm really here for the storytelling. Uh, definitely very straight, but that Shane sure can get it. You know, like that wow. was like the, the, the kind yeah. of like questioning straight girl experience in college. So, yeah. And then I actually um, I during college started working for Eve Ensler who wrote the vagina monologues. And um, I think it was the season five premiere party. She held a fundraiser that was just a bunch of wealthy lesbians at this private home in San Francisco to watch the season five premiere with Eileen Shaken and the cast of the L word. Oh what? my <laughs> God. Excuse okay, me. Okay. First of all, you everyone, just, you just like, fucking like took those headphones and got them back on your ears as fast Reese, as possible. Reese had gone across the room to get Carol cause she was making noise. And Reese, I've never seen, she moved like a phantom. Like you were a blur and then suddenly you were back putting on the I headphones. heard wealthy lesbians, Eileen shaken, maybe 20 to 30 people in a private home watching the season premiere with the cast and i have a, a picture i'll give yes to you guys to post with this episode yes, of me will. my first girlfriend bet and eileen holy shit jennifer beals and eileen laura this is beyond 
I first of all, I aim can't, to please. I can't believe I, I have didn't. a lot of info. <laughs> I they, can't believe I never heard this story before. This is incredible. Honestly, me neither. I think this is what I'm saying. When I was watching this episode, like this whole arena of my life, like reopened. <laughs> it's not like a go-to story because yeah. I, but but yeah, I I was sitting across from. Helena watching her like watch her scenes and be very kind of like itchy about it. Jennifer Beals could not be in the room. Yeah, she's she, never like, seen anything. She she's hated been in. to watch herself. Yeah. But anyway, we can get into that <laughs> whenever. I mean, and then of course I did the thing of like, um, hey Eileen and Jennifer, like, <laughs> thank you so much for this show. Oh, like it's sort oh, of yes. it's sort of uh how I kind of came to terms with myself and met my first girlfriend who actually is right here. And oh could we God. take a picture? Wow. You are a legend. Thank you. You're, we have a legend oh, here uh, with a us. Legend. Can I tell you, uh, now I just feel like I'm bragging, but do you want to know who it. else was at the party? Tell us. Are you going to be able to handle it? I am sitting down. Uh, I am also sitting down, but I'm on my... You Dear know. listeners, also at this party was uh, Tracy Chapman. What? Oh my God. <laughs> who was she with? A woman. <laughs> Not sure who. This is incredible. This is the craziest episode of this podcast, and we haven't even started the episode yet. <laughs> I'm having the best time of, of my life. She's supposed to be really shy, right? Was she really shy? She quiet? was very shy. Yeah. But I was also terrified to talk to anyone, so right. who knows? Wow. What a night. It was. Would you say it was incredible. a night to remember? It, clearly, but also it was in the, the, this beautiful penthouse that like had a 180 degree view of like San Francisco, like up in the hills, oh, and wow. it was very special. And um, you're like, wow, this is what lesbianism is going to be like. Yeah, and then later at another event that I was working for the same organization because Eileen was on the board, Eileen's personal assistant was like hitting on me and I was all like what do I do <laughs> but I wasn't quite there yet I wasn't quite there in yeah, my yeah. my queerness to be like yeah I'm gonna throw down with the person I just met I was right, very right, like right. I'm barely committed to the like relationship <laughs> I'm in I'm like one foot out I'm like anyway this is a lot of backstory but <laughs> reason I truly I'm, I'm stunned I'm I wasn't pre so I was prepared happy. for you in your dorm room getting a VHS or something. Yeah, no, this is awesome. This is blowing my mind. I'm so happy. What happened to the girlfriend? We broke up largely because I was not fully out yet. She was like very much a Taurus, knew exactly what she wanted. Always a Taurus. I know this actually. And Dear I'm an Aquarius. I'm and I don't know if you've ever dated an Aquarius, but I I've, have. I've dated several Tauruses and there's um there's just the shadowy sides of both is like the Aquarius really needs to feel free and unfettered and the Taurus like is very loyal but the shadow side of that is being can be possessive and so that dynamic really played out with us of her oh, being yeah. like I know and I want you to be my wife and me being like I'm just figuring out that I'm bi or whatever right yeah. now and I love you but I don't know what to do so we had like a very angsty mm. drawn out breakup where like she gave me a diamond ring as a goodbye present Oh, that said, but I love you inscribed on the inside, but now we're friends. Everything's fine. She are your friends. Yeah. She, she got married yeah. and has two kids. Yeah. That's what always happens to that first girlfriend. They're yeah. always married now with two kids. I hate to derail this conversation, yeah, but we, we do have an episode have a whole podcast. Laura, about this. Um, 
are there any characters on the show that you are particularly drawn to, whether you relate to them or you think they're hot or whatever? I think that um, pretty much I, I have the same answers as I did when I originally watched it, which is interesting. Yeah. I am always, have always been a bet girl in terms of my interests. Maybe I feel like in a rewatch, I would be less into her behaviors. I would mm. be less tolerant of her behavior. Sure. But um, in terms of her whole like vibes, very into that. Yeah. And in terms of like relating, it was always kind of like Alice, Dana, realm. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Should Let's we begin? actually <laughs> recap this episode. So we open in the mountains. In Lone Pine, where I just started renting an apartment. Oh, wow. wow. Right? Wait, really? Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, an, it's, three, it's three hours outside of L.A., and it's known for, um, it, it was a huge Western film industry. Oh, so cool. that's why they set it there. So, like, they, yeah, a lot of the famous Westerns they shot out there. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. You're renting a place there? Yeah, like a little writer's retreat oh my apartment so in the good. mountains. Yeah. What? Yeah. My voice just went up. <laughs> a thousand octaves. Yeah, like, that was not your radio. Yeah. Voice, oh, sorry, that I don't know who that was on that. So we are at Western, famous Western filming location, Lone Pine, California. It's 1985, which you can tell because like one person has a leather bomber jacket. Exactly. But they kind of all still have 2005 hair. Yeah. Um, and Fitz, or uh, um, what's it's Burr Connor. Burr Connor. Not Fitz. Not AK Fitz from Scandal. It's Tony yeah. Goldwyn. It's Tony Goldwyn. He's great in a, he's in a movie scene. It's a western scene, and there's they're wearing outfits. Yeah, they're they're doing western guy stuff. And then speaking of guy stuff, Burr <laughs> Connor goes to his friend's trailer. Uh oh. His tra- his friend co-star Rod Sebring. Yeah. His name is Rod Sebring. Sounds like a race car driver. Yeah, or the host of the Twilight Zone, <laughs> or a porn star. Either. Or, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of porn, um, so Fitz walks in to his friend's trailer and he finds him having sexual relations with another man with a man and wow he is really upset about it because he is too much riding on this picture for ben that's the guy's name to be riding rodzi brings butthole Ooh, yeah very tense moment yeah for one's asshole and for one's the audience and, and the for audience. the audience yeah. yeah he throws him out of the trailer he's yelling and then we get our favorite theme song mm-hmm. to the L word. Then we cut to Dallas. Not the city in Texas, but Dana and Alice in bed. Cuddling. It's very cute. Where they've been for five days. They've been hibernating. <laughs> they've been having sex for five straight days. So many days that they don't even remember that it's Monday and they have shit to do. Like yeah. Dana needs to be training. Although Alice points out she always needs to be training. And Alice has a, an audition for KCRW. Yeah, to be a host, I suppose, of a radio show. <laughs> Maybe someone with a, a voice like this. I don't know. Yeah. It is cute. It is cute. It's a cute scene. It's a uh, cute scene. She's like, what are we doing? And, and Dana's like, oh, we're people who ruin their lives because they can't stop having sex. Mm-hmm. And it's very funny. I did really like this kind of glory days of their relationship I know. time. It's really cute. Really sweet. I really like Dana's. I always liked Dana's shirt in this I, scene. Yeah, I wrote the, Dana's the shirt tennis says tennis anyone, anyone and I want really it. Cute. It's a really good shirt. I do. I want us to make it. Yeah. She wears it the whole episode. I know. It's and great. I kept looking at it and be like, oh, I still want it. it. 
tennis anyone? Oh. <laughs> it was like so a little drawing and it was, so it was so cute. It's cute. It was like, oh, okay, we just I remember cute. when this aired being like, that's a cute shirt. Yeah. Then we go to Shenny's. Oh, we're in the fucking tool shed with Mark. Let's do the Mark jingle. Uh, uh. <laughs> Thanks, Laura. Yeah, no problem. He uh, is still obsessed with Shane. He is watching footage of her staring at herself in a mirror with her vacant shark eyes. <laughs> and he is zoomed in and just like re-watching the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over. Mark is watching Shane watching Shane. Yeah. So it's like, uh, that's art. Oh, so this is art. <laughs> oh, well, I take it back. It's art. Then we cut to the planet, the hot hangout in West Hollywood, California. The only place to be. Where Bet and Tiny Tina are having a little lunch together. Bet ordered Tina a tea. Tea she, for Tina. A tea for Tina. I felt like this scene was so, uh, it captured the energy of that type of conversation so well. Yeah. Like where you're in very shaky ground yeah. still, but you're going to try it out. You're going to try something. Mm -hmm. yeah. But like, it's almost a version of like how it feels to be on a first date again, but with someone you know very well. Yeah. yeah. No, like everyone's choosing their words like super, so super carefully. Like, and mm -hmm. we're in public. We're not trying to have this conversation at home. Like, yeah. Like, oh, you know, I just thought we could try a new part type of partnership for us. Yeah. Type just like very kind of overly formal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, in general watching this again, it was interesting to like watch as like a very gay person now <laughs> and also as someone who lives in LA now. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like a catching picking up on so many more nuances. Absolutely. I, I don't I never realized when I was watching it the first time how much is accurate yeah. to yeah, the city and location. And and to being like an adult going through things in relationships. Like, yes. Cause I was like a very out queer person when this aired, but I had very little experience in life. I'd only yeah. been in like a relationship or two, maybe. Right. So now having been through many adult relationships, <laughs> yeah. watching the scene, now I was I've like, had like 10,000. Oh my God. I was just like, All wow, this is so real. So real. And it's yeah. really well written. It's really well acted. It's just a very good scene. I would like to note, however, that, Bet is considering going back to therapy and the therapist that she is considering <laughs> going to on her own of all the therapists in all the towns in the world, Bet is going to go back to Dan fucking Foxworthy. I just can't believe that she doesn't have the name, at least, of a, one other therapist. Like a female therapist. In L.A. It's shocking. Yeah. Uh, Bet's really happy about the baby. And they're, and they're going to try to be good parents. Yeah. So that's good for them then we return to carmen and jenny who are they're outside of the planet outside of the walking planet up to the planet and carmen is being like i think you have a crush on your teacher and i think you should, you should go, go for it, it. Mm. it's like uh, also a very uncomfortably familiar yep. yeah i know <laughs> i can dynamic. feel every you know like i hate that they're like oh yeah they like you know you should and i'm like but don't you what but, but. <laughs> yeah um, Jenny is wearing 100 necklaces. Yeah, she is. I want to point that out. Yeah, she's carrying the whole weight of the world. She's going to go to a pawn shop after this and just like shake her head down and then all the necklaces are going around. She's going to be like, she I need money rich. for rent. <laughs> um, I don't mean to be like super butch femme binary about this, but I will say seeing Carmen with Jenny mm -hmm. does make Carmen's butch jump out. Yeah, yeah. Like it does. there's something. Oh, also, wasn't she wearing I like am into. Yeah. like a yeah, long yeah. sleeve like free city shirt and a and like a puffy vest? 
in this. I think there's a puffy vest involved. Yeah. Yeah. She looks like she could change the tire. She looks like she could maybe be able to put the chains on the snow tires. Honestly, I think that she's handy for sure. She's for mm-hmm. sure handy. Yeah. yeah. Jenny's definitely useless. She's probably handier than me. Yeah. People think I'm butch. I'm very useless. Yeah. But she's totally useless. She's completely useless. So, yeah, Jenny's and Jenny gets a little mad that Carmen is so supportive yeah, of like, her liking someone else. She's like, fuck you. Yeah. And then, then, then they have like sexy, jealous kissing. Yeah. Um, also to point out that Helena pulls her very expensive car up in the background of the scene. Oh. And um, which I had to go back and watch the scene twice to make sure it was her. It's definitely her pulling up a very expensive convertible and she just parks it wherever like there is definitely not a parking space she's just parked it two feet from the curb right in front of the planet it's almost as though she feels she's entitled to whatever she wants whenever she wants it you know ain't that the truth indeed then helena is going into the planet to pick up tina to take her on a house hunting yeah and she says she has to move out of the Chateau Marmont. It's so tedious. It's tedious. People mm. keep offering her blow. People keep offering her indie Finance films. Finance an indie film. Starring Maggie Gyllenhaal. And um, so basically what she's saying is I could get free cocaine and I could make a movie with Maggie Gyllenhaal and I hate it. And I'd rather, I'd rather go like live in a mansion with Tina. Yeah. I don't know if it was necessarily a full-on yeah. like, battle yet. I feel like it was it was her inviting her to meet her outside of the school. Yeah. Like, it was sort That's of her, true. you know, kind of... Because I don't know that Bet really, like, met the challenge yet. No, and Bet didn't... But, and Bet also didn't take the bait, which was good. Right. Because she's fallen into that trap. Which previously. sometimes yeah. that is actually winning the top off is when you don't take the bait. Exactly. Right. I would give Tina half a point for this top off. That's oh, impressive. Go on. Tell us. Because Helena was like, we're going house hunting. And Tina was like, no, we're not. Yeah. That's clarifying true. the boundary. Yeah. 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 That's true. Okay. Well, I don't really have a scoring rubric for Tina <laughs> in the top off. Um, the next scene is <sighs> the most horrifying. <laughs> I hate. <laughs> this isn't even the worst one. This no. isn't the worst one. Of the seat, but no, but this is oh, very bad. Oh, oh, oh. Mark and Gomi. <laughs> I love that oh, Gomi's attached to Hollywood. the project. <laughs> Showbiz. Yeah. Like Gomi has no skills other than <sighs> you should make a, you should secretly film your lesbian roommates and has joined the meeting and joined the team. So they're pitching to this Canadian extra Mark's vision for this lesbian documentary. And he's saying it's going to be really cool and challenging. And the guy's like, yeah, I don't know about that because he needs pussy. He can see, smell, and taste. Ooh, just a, not just a gross thing to say out loud in a meeting. Also, like, <laughs> like what? <gasps> At some point, somebody, because I, I wrote this in all caps, compares the film to journalists who infiltrate mosques. Yes, I wrote that down, too. I think that was Mark, like, mm. trying to be like, no, 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 but this is actually Serious. artistic. He's like, this is like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm giving you guys, like, an artistic point of view that has never been seen but before. But I, I think he believes that. He does truly believe yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And, and he doesn't, like, this is meant to set him apart from just, like, yeah. in his mind, yes. from the gross objectification. Yes, exactly. He's like, I'm not like you guys. Yeah. I'm an artist. Mm-hmm. This is my art. And then they're both like, Ha ha ha! Fuck you! That we're just trying to make money and and fuck you. 
And and Gomez then says that he will cut them something that is dripping with hot lesbian pussy. At which point, this didn't happen, but I think what should have happened is um, that maybe if they're like, because there's probably vents in the in the in the office room, sure. and it didn't look like there was any windows in the room. So if poisonous gas started leaking in oh, through yes. mm, the yes. vents, and so with like love with love, <laughs> big and fan. so like one by one, I think Gomi would probably go first. Like he'd he probably die first. Seems to weigh the least. Like he yeah. seems to be kind of like the lightest. So I feel like he would just get knocked out right away. Yeah, I kind of want him to suffer the longest though. Mm, yeah, so that's maybe true. take out the exec first. Take out the exec first. Yeah, because we haven't lo- we don't hate him as much. I we want Mark to not him. realize that he is also dying until like right before he dies. I yeah. want him to still be trying to save Gomi because you know he try to save Gomi. He tried to save Gomi and he also would still think he was better than both of them. Yeah. And then he too would come because it's like a very, it's a gas that you don't really know it's hitting you until you're almost dead. So it's not like in a movie when the gas comes through the vent and it's like bright green and you yeah, see Yeah, no, it. it's invisible gas. Or maybe he, he realizes with almost enough time to escape and he runs to the door and as he runs to the door, which maybe has glass through mm, it, yeah. Shane shows up yes. on the other side and locks, locks it, it and then holds <gasps> up the key and walks away as he falls to the oh ground shaking. God. That's a beautiful image. Thank you. That's art. Mm. That's, that's art. art. That's, I would pay for that That's film. a documentary. Yeah. I would watch that. So yeah, this scene is just some really gross falls short. objectification. It really falls short in terms of what I think we needed from it. Yeah. But we did get to hear men say the word hot lesbian pussy. Great. We got to. We, <laughs> we earned that right. We earned that right, which yeah. I thought we'd opted out of that by this, choosing this lifestyle, but apparently not. <laughs> and then we go to Helena on her house journey. Helena has a realtor and a Tina, and they're looking at a gargantuan mansion. The... Realtor has a very Doogie Howser vibe. Mm. Not a Neil oh, Patrick like he's Harris like a 14-year-old who knew he wanted to be a real estate agent right away. <laughs> yes, he's like, very young this looking guy to the gates. and blonde. Right. And he is tickled by his client <laughs> oh, fucking in front of him. <laughs> Tina's like, I'm just going to walk around while Helena talks to the guy. Helena is like on another level this She's episode. like, tell me about the servants that come with this manor. Yeah. She's and I'm like, like, what? One thing that I had not done when I originally watched this episode that I have done since is dated like a ridiculously wealthy woman. And I got to say, is this accurate? I feel like the showboating is a little bit more extra here, but they're the first woman I dated off of a okay Cupid when I moved to LA (laughs) was an heiress. And it, and it was very like, she only knew how to connect with, a person she was trying to seduce via like very new money flashiness. Oh yeah. So I I remember thinking when I dated her for three weekends, it was a short thing. (laughs) I hope you got some goods out of that. This is so Helena. Did she buy you a yacht? No, she didn't. I didn't let her buy me anything, but there was lots of like flying for weekend trips, like at her home in wine country and like to Santa Barbara. And then like she brought me, she got me like a one, a one way (laughs) ticket to, Hell. <laughs> well, Barbados? I, I'm writing a horror film about getting kidnapped to Hawaii by her. <laughs> see, Helena's really on one. Yeah, she sure is. But before we see exactly which one she's on, we go back to uh, Alice's bedroom, I believe. Yeah. Where Dana's, Dana's pumping just, iron. Dana's pumping iron. Have you guys already talked about like how she doesn't have the muscles to justify? We haven't, but I've thought about this a lot. This, this scene makes it very obvious. Erin Daniels is great. She's very small boned, I think. She's yeah. like a little bird. Like, 
but she does not have the build of a professional athlete at all. And it's so It almost funny. seemed like this hand weight she was using was a prop hand weight. Like oh, it yeah. wasn't even actually heavy. Like, yeah. like, you know, where you can tell when an actor is holding a coffee exactly. cup that is yeah. empty. Like it was sort of like, that looks too easy yeah. for you. And uh, Alice is practicing her ideas for her new radio show that she's pitching to KCRW. And her idea is bad her ideas are bad but her radio announcer voice is very good also bad (laughs) (laughs) it's very npr like it's cute they're being cute it's very venetia call (laughs) (laughs) and uh dana gives her a little feedback on it and alice doesn't care for that feedback she doesn't but dana's feedback is very good yeah it is hard when you're like an artist and your not artist partner has feedback but i also feel like that's very valuable feedback because those are the people that consume the product, you know, the stuff that's you produce. That's the mainstream. Yeah, yeah, that's the main, your girl, exactly. your not artist girlfriend is the mainstream. Yeah. Professional athletes with very small arms. Yeah. Are the mainstream. Are the mainstream. <laughs> yeah. Back to the mansion. Back to the marble countertops of back this garish <laughs> mansion. Back to Barbie's dream house. Helena calls the mansion vulgar. Oh, she does? Yes. I wrote that down. Well, I'm going to call Helena vulgar. Because she wants to fuck Tina. On the marble countertop. On the marble countertop. And the guy's like in the other room. And she has not yet rented this home. Also, they are always fucking without any warm up at all. No, she's very performative with it. Like, yeah, it, she's performative she, with everything. Yeah, but it, it, she, that like doesn't feel authentically queer. Because it feels like she's showing off for yeah. her audience. Right. Yeah. And she does that a lot. Yeah. Like her, it's her constant thing she's like constantly performing yeah like let's have sex here let's have sex here. she's really she's really into public sex yeah mm-hmm. she's also really into like sh- just being really showy about herself and her life and her means in front of everyone at every possible about how i could do an article about like every time helena had public sex ranked it was funny so helena just starts fucking tina and then the guy comes in and then she's like i should stop and it's do- tina doesn't really seem that into it in this one house, she seems to be like a little bit getting over Helena's kind of whole vibe. Like yeah. it's like a bit much for her. That's the vibe I got from Tina. She was like, yeah, it doesn't seem like a clear progression though. Like she's definitely yeah. kind of cycling in and out. Yeah. Which I guess is sort of real when you're dating someone new and like realizing they're kind of a shithead. Yeah. Like <laughs> you aren't going to just like embrace it at the first flag. Very true. Mm-hmm. Especially while wearing that weird outfit but yeah, then yeah. we go um <laughs> first shane is trying to leave the house she's trying to sneak out so that no one will see her She's black a eye coat and glasses sunglasses yeah and mark oh, like uh, what wait, i didn't even mention this mark is definitely cosplaying as shane <laughs> he's doing he's totally wearing, he's wearing a shane like outfit time. from like uh, two episodes ago and is absolutely cosplaying as shane he's smitten he's obsessed I can't tell if he wants to be her or be with her. And it's maybe both. I think he wants to be, w- be with her. I don't, I don't know. I think it's yeah, a little no, bit I of think, both. I think he, um, I think it is both. And I, I, I actually, that, that's the one arena where I do have some compassion for him because I think the way his, I mean, his, his actions are bullshit, but like yeah. the way his obsession with her plays out feels very queer. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, it, it feels like that space of like your first 
um, your first queer crush yeah. of like not being sure if it's about consuming them or or being them or like having sex with them. Yeah, totally. So he sort of like hangs around. He's like, hey, where are you going? What are you doing? And he's like holding on to like a tree branch or something, yeah, which like, somehow for some reason doesn't crack, fall and crush him. Yeah, that that like thing he's standing under that like trellis. Yeah, the trellis easily fallen on could him. have easily fallen on him. And at least he could have put him out for a few hours. I don't know that it was strong enough to take him out too hard, but maybe then Shane could have lit it on fire because it was wood and then he could have he could have done it that way. Yeah. But Shane is definitely like trying to get to work and does not want to be bothered mm-hmm. by him right now. So she's like not having it and she takes off. Yeah. Then. Uh, <sighs> I'm getting better. <laughs> the next, I don't know, 45, 55 seconds of this show are some of the most painful moments in the history of the L word. Damn, yeah. bold, Whoa. bold words. Whoa. But I, I feel that. But yeah, probably true. Gomi hates all the footage that Mark is working on because it's all emo and it's not sex. And it's just talking. And it's just talking. And then he says, and like the, the vocal inflections that he uses in this scene are like seared into my brain. Yeah. It's, well, it's bad acting. It's yeah. It's bad acting. So that doesn't help. Newsflash. This girl is never going to be with you. You've got a real live dick that disqualifies you from getting up in there, which again is, reducing people to engender to body parts. Um, and that's fucked up. Yes. But also it is disgusting and misogynist and worthy in my opinion of, a, of a death sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is when the, the this sky, is, this is when the vents open. <laughs> yeah. The, this is when the tool shed spontaneously combusts yeah. and just takes him away forever. Uh-huh. I this, think that uh, in this scene, he should die by real live dicks. Just like an <laughs> army of disembodied dicks come in. And, and just, get up in there. Yeah, they get up all up in there until he's dead. Yeah. Until he can't breathe. I yeah. know. Um, maybe not like the not in the rapey way. No, no, just like in no. his eyes, in yeah, his yeah. ears. All right, yeah. maybe, like, okay, wait, like, what if, what like if it was remember like a, when Tanya was playing with those dildos like yeah. this? Like he could be or doing what, that. what if it was like a bag of dicks, but yeah. it was a huge bag of dicks Big and they weighed an actual metric ton and they yeah. crushed him. Yeah. And that's how he died. Yeah. And it, and then mm-hmm. his family would be like, oh, I don't really want to dig him out under this bag of dicks. So let's just like, let's just burn it down. Let's, let's just burn, burn this whole ground. thing down. And then like yeah. give Jenny and Shane an insurance settlement. They can kindle their romance, head off to Hawaii. Get out of there. Get out of there. Perfect. That, yeah. that would have been a much nicer ending for this scene. Yeah. We are available for your staff writing me. <laughs> if you have a, clearly a horror or thriller show. Yeah. If you want to do a subversive feminist horror film. <laughs> we can write all the death scenes at the very least. I've got a great protagonist for you. Then we go to the CAC. To the CAC. California Art Center. Leo and Franklin are best friends. Mm-hmm. And they barge into Bet's office and they're like, oh my God, yay, Helena Peabody's joining the board of directors. <laughs> and Bet literally is like, I'm going to die. She stress eats what looks like a Twix? Question it, I believe it was some sort of peanut butter. It was a Skippy. Yeah, a, a Skippy bar. A, a Skippy, Skippy bar. bar. I don't think, I think that's, do they still make those? I thought that was a newer thing that didn't exist then. So I clearly am a time traveler and don't know what's going on. Also, Beth's new piece of art is like subversive lesbian yes, sex it looks art. Like it's incredible. It's great. But it's, it's like a butch lesbian a new, and a strap on or something. Yeah, I don't remember what it was specifically, but I was like, yes, I love this. It's definitely new art every single episode. Yeah. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah. And they say so that Helena's joined the steering committee and she is bringing 
Alan Barnes because they're old friends and that wants to die. Yeah. So now Helena and Tina are looking at a beach house. Tina mentions hmm. that Bet saw this house once in Architectural Digest. And what did she say? It was the quintessential California beach house. Hmm. And where do you think Helena, this house really is? In real Helena life? immediately is like Vancouver. noted <laughs> because all Helena wants to do is destroy Bet. Yeah. Well, also, do we want to give half a point to Tina for that move? Because it <laughs> felt know. like that's not an accident. It did not feel like an accident. To bring into the arena, even when she's not there, to yeah. like evoke the thought of Bet in this moment that's like, yeah, bitch, I actually already knew about this house <laughs> from Bet. Ever heard of her? Ever heard of Bet? My ex? Yeah, she's important. And then Helena she has reads good Architectural Digest. She has a subscription to that shit. And Helena's like, hmm. Noted. And then Helena has a gross, angry, screaming phone call. I don't like when people, I hate in real life and then also obviously in film and television when people are like screaming on the phone and being mean. It just stresses me out. Especially at people who work for them. Yeah, it makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, Yeah, she's like, don't tell me things I don't want to hear. And then she's like, Tina, what do you think of the house? And Tina's like, it's exquisite or whatever she says. And she's like, I'll move in tomorrow, which is first of all, not how leases work. (laughs) Maybe but, they do if you're really rich. I mean, maybe that is the case if you have that much money. You know, it'd be great if she had like a big life-size sculpture of herself. I would really want her to roll up with a gigantic framed painting of yes. just herself, like yeah. in Schitt's Creek. Uh-huh. Like, but the size of the one that's of the whole family, but it's yeah. just her. Oh, yeah. I, I, I believe that she does have that. Like she definitely has that mm-hmm. somewhere, right? Yeah. Do you think it's also like... Maybe she got Colby Smulders to do it as an imitation of a Renaissance painting, but with oh, her drilling dead. <laughs> Imagine that, all that power in one Imagine. paintbrush. Oh, wow. <sighs> I feel like someone on Twitter could make that. Yeah, I know. We need this challenge. fan art to happen. Fan art, fan art challenge. We Helena would like Peabody to see oil painting. Helena Peabody. It could be like a, a classic painting, but you're reimagining it with Helena Peabody. It could be Helena Peabody, like she's there in like a forest with like her children and deer. You know, oh, I want this in my right? house. Yeah. You could email us at to at gmail.com and send us your Helena Peabody oil painting <laughs> rendition of whatever, you know, obviously we don't, you're not going to do a real oil painting, but like that or maybe looks you like will, it. but maybe you will. <laughs> like you can, but like we can't reimburse you. For yeah. That. Time or the supplies. Yeah. And if you win, um, Oh, it's a contest now. It's a contest. It's, yeah. it's a contest. Yeah. If you win, you America's can go to... America's Next Top Oil Painter. <laughs> America's Next Top Top Oil Painter. Ooh, America's Next Top Top. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what, that's what the top off is going to figure that is, out. That's the culmination of the top off. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it's America's last alert. top top since this is a show from like the, the 2000s. Um, anyway, yeah, the point is it's a contest and I, I can't tell you what you'll win. I can't predict the future and we can't control things. We can only control our reactions to them. The point is, you know, how you've been waiting for a sign. This is it. <laughs> this is yeah. it. This paint, is your sign in the sky. Paint what you think Helena Peabody's art of herself that she had mm-hmm. clearly had commissioned to hang in her new beach houses. I can't wait to see these. Please yeah. do that for we us. Will we will put them on Instagram. We will put them on Twitter. I will and put Instagram. it on my house. Yeah. On my house. <laughs> on, top on the of outside of my house. On the outside on the Your art could be hanging in Laura Zach's home. That's right. In her Western writer's retreat cabin. Yeah. In Lone Pine. <laughs> so that's reward enough. So yeah, she's, she's going to take the house um, because Tina likes the house and because Bet likes the house. That's yeah. really what's going on here. So then um, the most incredible <laughs> development in the top off happens. We go to Bet's house. Mm-hmm. Bet opens the front door. Ding dong. <laughs> Ding dong. Who's there? It's Children. Winnie and her kids. 
at Bet's house. Winnie, Winnie, man. Winnie, man, ex of Helena Peabody and the kids. I'm into Winnie. Yeah. Winnie's Melissa great. Leo. Melissa Leo. Melissa Leo in a tank winner. top. Ooh, yeah. Oscar winner, Melissa Leo. Yeah, she could do anything to me and I would enjoy it. Not Although her children do try to play with the art. They, um, this one kid she immediately has like, opens a jar. Yeah, it has like a jar and two celery sticks in it. And she's like, this is Richard Prince. But he's like a painter, so I don't... I, I didn't catch the name, but sh- the, cl- the house has not yet been child. It should have been like a disembodied head and it was Mark's head. Oh, that would have been awesome. Oh, she'd been like, it's so Richard cool. Prince. Like, I love him. He's an original. Great artist. Of Mark. That's, um, that's a piece that I call a real live dick. Wow. <laughs> oh, we're having a good time today. <laughs> and so, then, yeah, Helena is, or Winnie is like, um, yeah, will you swim with my kid? Yeah, Beth's, Beth's like, excuse me? Yeah, Beth's, Beth's <laughs> just trying to like distract the kid from fucking up all her art. So she's yeah. like, you could swim in the pool. And Winnie's like, oh, I, I don't really swim. So like, Beth's going to have to swim. Yeah. She's like, okay. I, in this moment, thought that maybe Beth invited Winnie over. But what I'm, then I think that maybe Winnie invited herself over i'm trying to figure out how this happened i i felt as though no one in the writers room really knew that either i thought it was like winnie was looking for helena and assumed that she'd be with tina (laughs) and for some reason they'd be hanging out at tina's ex's house because they're trying a new type of partnership (laughs) that would have been been a good lesbian guess yeah like yeah you know if she's not at this house she must be at her new girlfriend's ex's house right of course that does make sense yeah it checks out yeah um i was a little stressed out for Beck because i'd be like i don't want to get my hair wet yeah i don't want the kids to touch my art i don't want to have to go in the pool right now if i wasn't planning on going in my pool but the whole scene of her in the pool like she's really committed yeah she's She's really committed she did get her hair wet yeah and she's nice she's like i love children and i already have tiny pool floaties for children yeah, she had all the like she had all the like pool noodles already. Yeah. But we're jumping ahead of we're getting ahead oh, of yeah, ourselves we are. because we are. This, before that happens, we're back with Dana and Alice who are watching the cooking show. And Alice has yet another terrible idea for her radio show, which is to talk about trends, the intersection of culture and politics. And get and get politicians on the show and then ask them if they've shopped at the new baby store in <laughs> Los Feliz, which like We've talked about how a lot of this show is like really authentically LA, but I, that's not. No, that's not no one who doesn't a have a baby knows about the new baby store in Correct. Los Feliz, and no one wants to talk about who's shopping there. Yeah. Um, Dana's like, this isn't funny. You're funny. Mm-hmm. Your show should be funny. And Alice is like, pissed that she's saying that she's funny. And then she looks at her, and this is like a line I have remembered ever since this episode because I thought it was so charming. Alice. You're a funny lady, and it's one of the things I love about you. Yeah. And it's so lovely. and So the, simple. It's so simple. And, yet, and I, I remember watching it being like, I'm a funny <laughs> And someday someone's going to love that about me. <laughs> but not right now. And they did. They, yeah. Oh, they did. I love this also because it really ran, reminded me of a lot of conversations I've had with partners who've yeah. given me feedback I didn't care for, but that reflected a deep understanding of my skills and talents. Yep. And um, then she says, it makes me so hot when you're angry. And then they have a, a teeny top off, a teeny, tiny, tiny, adorable top off. But they're communicating. They're really addressing it straight on. Yeah. Where else is like, you're a top. And Dana's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> like a cat? Because <laughs> <laughs> she could sort of like push up her legs and you can feel the sexual tension. Like she's like, oh, God, why aren't we having sex right now? Yeah. And also Alice is wearing sweatpants. 
So like there's not a lot of like material between them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I do. I do. <laughs> yes. We, we all know about sweatpants. Yeah. And, uh, and then she also like, I want to try something. And then she whispers something in Dana's ear. And we are not privy. It's like a lost that. in translation moment where oh, it's like, yeah. what did Bill Murray say to redacted? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what he said. He said, have you ever thought about fucking me with a strap on? <laughs> And she's like, yeah, constantly. I just bought Bend Over Boyfriend. <laughs> I'm ready to peg you. You say where, you say when, I'll say how much. And he's like, great. How about Shinjuku <laughs> tomorrow at dawn? <laughs> the, the, the unpublished sequel. Incredible. Cut back. Yeah. Back in the pool. Back in the pool. That's in the pool. She is committed to being in the pool. Uh-huh. She has been submerged. Her hair is wet. The kids are on pool noodles. Everyone's having a great time. It's time to talk about colonization. Yep. Helena is a colonizer. This is great. This is a really great explanation. <laughs> this, their, their conversations about Helena, I, I thought were wonderful. Like, mm-hmm. like the way they described her and her behavior, I, I found to be honestly riveting on this watch. <laughs> I don't know how I felt about it in the past, yeah. but I really enjoyed these scenes yeah. in this episode. This she watch. was like, she, plun- she goes into someone's life and she plunders and pillages. And she should not be allowed to do that. And therefore, she would like Bet to be a character witness in her child custody trial, which I think is a terrible idea. That's a really bad idea. And also a real escalation of the situation. <laughs> yeah, too soon. Yeah. So this is the moment that I was like, oh, did Winnie call Bet and was like, hey, can I come over? Yeah. Because like she's like asking her for a favor. Yeah. But like, I don't I still don't really understand how they ended no. up in this situation. But I do love that they're in this situation because them like kind of like conspiring about Helena is great. Yeah. But that's a weird ask. That's a Yeah. Lot. And Beth's like, I don't know about that because it's a bananas thing to ask someone to do, especially like, like Helena's on the board of her museum and is fucking her ex, ex- who she's yeah, having that, a baby with. Right. Like, First of all, that wouldn't even hold up in court because they'd be like, um, conflict like, of interest. Yeah. Heard of yeah. it. Be like, uh, <laughs> is it true? We have pictures here of your, uh, of Helena Peabody fucking who I believe to be your ex-wife. In a swimming pool on the top of the Chateau Marmont. Is this There true? were so many people there. Did they think no one was there at that time? <sighs> and Bet would be like, ah, Moist last to know. So, okay, the, we go to Shenny's, and there's a very, very, very funny moment at the top of the scene. Carmen's walking down the hallway. <laughs> Shane goes to, she's in her room with the door shut. She goes to open the door to come out, sees Carmen, and immediately <laughs> shuts the door. <laughs> and, and Carmen just, like, stops and is like, what? Yeah. Like, it's so funny it's such it feels like something out of like like a kids like mystery movie i just as a purely comedic moment it's very good the rest of the scene shane's an idiot but that's all i have to say like she tries to like she really thinks that carmen's not gonna see her if she turns around like you're not a ghost and then carmen like gets into the room and first of all through this whole scene i felt like kate um like shane was acting like Kristen stewart playing jt leroy wow good call like and also sort of like an embarrassed child like yeah. she's like she's got her head down and she's like yeah, and her body language. She, it was very Kristen Stewart body language, yeah. honestly. And um, Carmen is like, "What happened to your black? Like, why do you have a black eye?" And she's yeah. very upset about it. And she's like, "Who did it?" And then Shane is like, "Oh my god, you did it! It's because of you." <laughs> oh. Just little like butch baby. <laughs> oh, what a little Just, shit! Like, Fuck that! And yeah, and Carmen's not having it. And like Carmen's immediately, like, no. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm gonna let you sort this out. Yeah. 
Which is then, the correct response to that yeah. behavior. And then she's like, no, no, I'm, <laughs> come on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm Actually, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and she's like, forget about it. Let's just be friends. And Carmen's like, well, wait, let's, well, let's talk about it. And then, yeah, she's like, I, no, I, let's pretend I didn't say it. We just go back to just be friends. And then they almost kiss. This is very, this is a lot. I thought Carmen looked cute in her shirt, though. Yeah, Carmen's she's so cute. So cute. She's like, she looks like, it's like a free city long sleeve yeah, yellow shirt, I think. Cute. And it's so cute. And I'm like, let's cuddle. Yeah. Um, also, like, Jenny's, like, down the hall. Yeah. Like, this, this whole situation, this, like, love triangle, whatever we're calling it, is, it's a lot. Yeah. And yet, I do buy the tension. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember watching this the first time and just, like, being so angry that Shane couldn't just, like, stop acting like an idiot and just be with Carmen. Everything would have been so much easier. But also, you know, people are complex or whatever. Especially on this show, everyone's really complicated. <laughs> Really deep characters. So then we go back to Bets, where Winnie's still there. Winnie's <laughs> still there. The kids have eaten. The kids are requesting oh, yeah. ice cream. The kids wow. have had their bat mitzvahs. The kids, <laughs> the kids are going to in. high school. <laughs> the kids are getting married. The kids are dying. <laughs> Winnie's still there. And she is so angry at Helena. She can barely control it, which is evidenced by the fact that she's come over there and dropped her kids in Bets' pool earlier that evening. <laughs> I made everyone get their hair wet and then like had her kid fuck with Bet's celery art. But she, she's like, how did you, how did you and Helena start dating? And she's like, I had a play like, you know, mediocre play or whatever. Helena came to the play, loved it. It financed the whole thing and then just swept her off. Yeah. So this is a pattern, mm-hmm. a big pattern. When Helena sees something she wants, she buys it. She sees someone that, has a dream yeah. and she wants to make that dream come true. And then she makes that dream her dream and then mm-hmm. she steals it away from them. I just like to say, if anyone wants to swoop into my life and do this, um, that's fine. Yeah. That sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. Also in the scene, they, they have to keep speaking in code around the kids, which yeah. I thought I thought was a, a nice touch. Yeah. And they seem to be drinking water out of wine glasses. Yes. <laughs> I know. That's very, very. Maybe she's waiting for Bet to turn water into wine. And much like we saw, Tina kind of low-key give Helena a tip about Bet regarding the mm-hmm. architectural digest. Yes. We see there's a tip that Winnie mm-hmm. arms Bet with, which is, you know what, it drives her crazy when you don't take that bait. Which when is you don't react. And Bet's like, noted. Which if, also like Bet should have noted already, but yeah. I, I th- I'm glad that she's finally going to. But I feel like she's Bet is so in her anger when yeah. Helena does stuff that she hasn't been able to think logically yeah. around like, how is the best way to really navigate this? So like, this is clearly the best way to deal with this type of person yeah. always. So yeah. um, I'm really happy that Winnie said that to her so that she is now. Yeah. She's like, don't make armed. a statement, just ignore it. Yeah. Then we go back to Shenny's. Where they are watching some old Burke Connor film, Soundtrack it's, by Betty. It's the film from the opening scene. What do you know? It all which comes back around. was also Soundtrack by Betty. Oh, wow. It is an orchestral rendering of the theme song. Jenny has so many necklaces on, I'm surprised that she's even able to sit up straight. How can she even hold her head up with those necklaces? There's so, a lot of necklaces in this episode. She's going to need a massage later. Yeah. Mark's like, where's Shane? <laughs> yeah. Wait, he, Mark walks in and he's like... Hey, your roommate's here. And I'm like, first of all, you live in the shed, not yeah. in the not in the main house, yeah. sir. Yeah. And then he's like holding Jenny's hand on the couch. Did anyone else catch that? No. Yeah, it's super weird. Never noticed that before. I thought he was just lying there like, we're all watching films together. But then he could only sit there for 30 seconds before being like, where's Shane? Yeah. <laughs> and then like Carmen just had that weird encounter with Shane down the hall. 
So then they're both acting super weird about Shane. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know. I think she went out, Mark. And he's like, oh, you, you know, where, where do you think she went? <laughs> and they're like, being so weird. And they talk about how Jenny is going to maybe ghostwrite for this guy, right? And he's so like, I love Burr Connor. He says that uh, this, the, the relationship between uh, Burr Connor and Rod Sebring or whatever, <laughs> hot Rod Sebring, was the purity, about the purity of male friendship and devotion, right? Yeah. And uh, Jenny makes the argument that these movies, these westerns, these macho westerns are basically as sentimental as chick flicks. Right. And then Mark and Jenny do like a little like movie war thing yeah. where they're just like mentioned, like she's like Thelma and Louise and he's like Dukes of Hazzard. Or no, she's like Dukes of Hazzard and he's like Thelma and Louise and they like go back and forth. It's really cute. Yeah. 16 Candles. Like, yeah. like they're having other conversations. They say to each other, I like that. Yeah. I, and that's the beginning and the end of when I enjoyed Mark. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Then we... Where's Shane? Where's Shane, everybody? Where's Shane go? She she's traveled to... Church. to Fleabag season two. <laughs> Which is great timing because I just finally watched it this weekend. Oh, so I was like, God. thank God. Yeah, thank God. I referenced it last week I, and well, I, I was all out on a limb with I it. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That I caught up really hard. I'm so it sorry. Was, uh, thank you. It's thank you. so I, I know I'm not it's saying anything new here, but wow, it's very good. <laughs> yeah, welcome, Carly. <laughs> I had seen season one. I just hadn't seen season two. But I would also say in addition to Shane channeling um, uh, Fleabag here, Shane is also channeling a little-known film called Easy that I produced in 11th grade at Interlochen Arts oh, Academy wow. about a young gay boy who um, was struggling with suicidal thoughts and also with his sexuality. And uh, he indeed went to confession Wow. Uh, also, as in so many student films that it came before and after. Well, it's a really easy thing to film. It's a really easy device. I don't know. The whole rhetoric around, like, I just love being in here so I don't have to see the other person's face when I inevitably disappoint them yeah. is basically the vibe. Maybe y'all are like feeling more um, sympathetic to her. I mean, I mean like, basically what she I says mean, is that she feels like the only thing she can give to people is sex. And, and that everyone wants something. And that everyone her. wants something from her. But usually that thing is sex and she feels like that's all she has to give to them. Um, and but this is the first time you learn her mom was an addict right? yeah yeah, yeah. and that she true. lived in a church shelter for a while yeah. and, and then the she hasn't been to confessions in 16 years the priest suggests Sam. that yeah. she join the church group which is <laughs> yeah. a great advice yeah he's great like you know where you can meet some hot chicks to bang church group right here um and doesn't the he gives her advice he's like some people don't want anything from you they just want to know you and she's like that's false and right, that's basically it. I mean, I think it's like it's valid, you know, yeah. like for Shane to feel that way. Like that's probably, you know, has to do with like how she has lived. And yeah. also when she didn't have a place to live, like that was what she gave in order to get a place to live. But I'm also not entirely sure what this has to do with her current conflict. Yeah, it feels a little. Is it yeah, that... because it doesn't feel like that's. It, it, it almost feels I think that's why it like rubbed me the wrong way, because it felt like she was projecting that onto Carmen. It feels like she's projecting yeah. what the narrative is that she believes is stopping her from true connection onto someone who's not actually trying to do that. Right. Like Carmen isn't just trying to bang. Like, I think right. there's a deeper yeah. connection yeah. there. I thought maybe she was trying to justify why it is that like she can't be in a relationship because there will always be these people who want this from her and she has to give it to them. And so she can't have a girlfriend who's going to get in the way of her giving people what they want. Wow, that's convoluted. 
Hmm. I think honestly that sending someone to confession, unless it's like subversive in the way they did in Fleabag, is kind of a weak device. I agree. Then we go to the bathroom. <laughs> My only the note here room. is. Dana and Alice covered with bruises and pissed at each other. <laughs> All I wrote for the scene was Alice and Dana gave each other hickeys. Yeah, it was cute. <laughs> it's a cute scene. They were cute. like, oh my God, I have a hickey. Oh my God, you have a hickey. Oh, what are we, how are we going to cover them up? I have to do a photo shoot for women's health. I have to live my life. I'm I, pretty important. I'm pretty important. I'm pretty important too. How am I going <laughs> to be in women's fitness? My radio. I'm going to be on the radio. Week, but I'm peeing in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> We've only been dating for a week, but now I'm peeing. <laughs> then... We go to the planet where the entire cast is there. <laughs> right. Oh, wait. But first, there's one cute line where oh, she sorry. says that you're that she's going to show women's fitness that you can be gay and a slut. That is a really great line. Which I, I think is line. good. Fan of that. Yeah. Fan. So then we go to the planet. The entire cast, cast meeting. Cast. Everyone's there to meeting. get notes for the after act one. <laughs> Table and, read for this episode. And I hope they didn't think they were going to get away with those bruises in front of the whole cast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they sure don't get away with those bruises they don't the whole cast. and uh so carmen is first of all when the scene starts carmen doesn't ha- know what her line is like she's doing something <laughs> and everyone's re- fake laughing it's like a really awkward transition before you can actually hear what people are saying yeah and then it goes over and then it actually goes over to them and um kit is like what's behind that scarf right or pulls down dana's turtleneck or something i think well, one of them they're like what did you guys do this weekend? And, and they're like, training. training. Oh, yeah, they say the wrong thing at and the same Tina time. And then Tina just walks in at the exact right moment and is like, they've been having sex all weekend. Yeah, which and was Helena's like, bold there too. statement, Tina. Yeah, and then Helena's like, well, they're in good company. And then Beth's like, <laughs> And Helen is like, passion should never cost you respect. And then oh. gives Alice like a really expensive scarf. Vintage. Vintage. Which I would have been like, thank you. I'm going to sell this on eBay. I appreciate your charity this time. <laughs> And I think that what happens next, I would, I would say that uh, it's a top off. Oh yeah, this is a top off. In this corner, Helena Peabody. She is a lady of leisure. She's just joined a board and is just throwing scarves at people. (laughs) They're very expensive and they're very old. And in this corner, Bet, who has a job and has a meeting to get to. Also, Bet's boobs are out, I wrote. Bet looks great. Mm-hmm. Bet looks great. She Bet looks really good. So really Bet looks good. amazing. And Helena is like, um, I think Bet says that she has to go. And Helena's, yeah. I'm like, take the morning off. Helena's You're with me. Off, which I'm is a like board member. The jerkiest rich person thing to oh. ever say. Like, you're not a rich person is not allowed to tell a person who has to have a job. Like, then I just take the morning off. Like, well, fuck you. I would have like, thrown a pair of cart right at her face. I would have been like, there goes $5,000. This is just like last episode when she's like, Tina, you can just like not work all yeah. weekend and come to San Diego to go right. to SeaWorld with me. I already called your job. Yeah. Like, what? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Let a woman work. Equal People pay have for equal work, you know? And I do. <laughs> so in the, there's a great moment when um, she's like, well, you take the morning off. You're with, you're with a board member. Yeah. And then Kit looks at Bat and is like, what the fuck? And Bet is like, oh yeah, Helena joined the board. Very, very chill. Bet mm, is keeping it together. Bet is winning. And right Helena here. keeps escalating. She keeps her and then she tries to hit what she thinks will be the final punch, which is inviting everyone to her. Well, first of all, she's like, I just we just bought a house. And Helena's and Tina's like, 
you just bought a house. She's like, you rented a house. <laughs> yeah. And um, bet, by the way, it is the one that you saw in Architectural Digest, <laughs> the one that you loved that was on the beach. Remember the yeah. house? It was like, I remember when we yeah. had Thank magazines. Um, I love print. Uh, Helena just keeps baiting and baiting and baiting yeah. and Bet doesn't take the bait mm-hmm. and I'm so proud of her. Yes. Yeah, she's just like, oh, um, maybe if I'm not too tired, <laughs> which for me, I'm like, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Point to Bet. Point to Bet. Yeah. So we are officially, the score is Helena two, Bet one. Yeah. I almost want to give half. <laughs> yeah, I almost want to give Bet a second point for this one because she she stands her ground in such a way that I've never seen her do. But with save Helena it for the more, end. But yeah. I'm gonna save it. Yeah. Um, but this is great. Uh, basically, Helena then throws an impromptu, decides to invite the whole cast who is again already there. Yeah. To come to her beachfront home for a impromptu housewarming party that mm-hmm. evening. Yeah. You cannot throw a housewarming party. I would need in a few hours. Six weeks notice at least. You can't do that. Not in this town. And then the day after, right. like, what am I thinking? <laughs> you, can't, you can't just do this. No, you can't just do that. You can't do No, you can't just do that in the sun. Although, you know what? I, here's the thing I think that's true about LA people is if you try to play on something with someone three weeks in advance, they'll be like, I don't know. I think I'm going to be blah, blah, I might have a job that week. Nah, 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 nah. I, honestly, a day of. It's true. And be successful. A day of weekend? Yeah. I don't think this is a weekend, but. This no. is a week. A yeah, this is a weekday. But yeah. I do think a day of weekend, I find often, I'm that surprised it, it by is, how many people. Yeah. Are free. Are yeah. free. And they have not like, admitted to themselves, so they don't have any plans. They've just like aggressively kept plans at bay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's that my the move. day of, they're like, damn, I kind of want to see someone. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That is my move every weekend. Yeah. I try, just try to avoid making plans because I think I'm going to want to do nothing. Yeah. And often I do. Yeah. Want to do nothing? Yeah, I am fine with doing nothing. But then yeah. sometimes you just get that that kernel of an an idea. Yeah. Of a maybe I want to see a friend. Yeah, and they'll be like, "Well, actually, I'm free tonight." If, and you're like, "Yeah, I, I, I'm, I too I'm actually also free. I do. I'm also free this Friday evening. That's so <laughs> so weird. So weird. <laughs> um, so uh, then we go back to Shenny's, where Mark would like to talk to Shane about the samurai code. Uh, he is basically wants, I mean, he wants to have sex with Shane. Right. But instead of that, he will, he'll set a, settle for like a dom sub relationship that yeah. doesn't involve sex, which is a whole thing too. You yeah. know, she gave him the opportunity to save her from two burly men on a very chaotic Venice beach day. Yes. And now he wants the opportunity to continue to serve her. Because he wants to just be around her all the time, I yes, think. Yes, he's obsessed with her. Um, yeah. And so, he calls her my lord. Yeah, yes. he sure does. And she says, So Mark just lost you. the top <laughs> Uh Yeah, Shane is like, this is really weird. Yeah. Jenny goes to Burr Connor's home. Mansion. He lives mom. in a gorgeous estate in the hills of Vancouver. The he, music playing from her car. Uh, is, is it Betty? Is like a moaning, wailing sound that I can only assume is a Betty song. <laughs> So in the beginning, Jenny's talking about how she fought against, quote unquote, it for a long time. She was afraid to tell her family about it. And it's sort of set up. She's leaving something out. So we're obviously supposed to believe that she's talking about coming out, but she's talking about becoming a writer. Yes, because he says similarly about wanting to be an actor. Yeah. When he was younger. Um, And then he guesses what her favorite, like what her favorite writer is. Right. He tries to guess who she models herself after as a writer yeah. and suggests Judith Krantz and Danielle Steele. <laughs> and she is incredibly offended. And I actually laughed out loud. Yeah. And then he's like, no, I'm kidding. And then he says, my favorite author. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. 
Unfortunately, this is not the first time that Jenny and Mary Gateskill have been invoked in the same sentence, I believe. But Mary Gateskill, which is funny, A.M. Holmes wrote an episode where she referenced Mary Gateskill and they like I they're in my like my like Mount Rushmore of of like writers would be like Mary Gateskill, A.M. Holmes, Laurie Moore. Who would be the fourth? Oh, that's hard. You can let us know later. Dorothy Allison. Okay. That's awful. I was, okay. I, I was like, who's the fourth? Jenny? <laughs> Jenny Schechter. Jenny Schechter. Yeah, Jenny Schechter. Yeah. Sarah Schuster. Um, and she's like, oh my God, that's right. And also, I mean, it's like, that's bananas. If I, if I knew that a man, a grown man of, of stature, a former president of the United States <laughs> who had a very intense affair with Olivia Pope that went on and off for several seasons on Scandal, if I knew that he had read a Mary Gateskill book, my head would have fucking exploded. <laughs> or even knew who she was. You know? Is she well known? I don't think no. so. No. <laughs> So Jenny asks him about his connection, his very deep connection with Rod Sebring. And their romantic walk across Texas, which like, you know, relatable. Yeah, she thinks that his films are very romantic. She jokes that she's seen all of them and he says yes in the last two days, which was very real. Yeah. She mentions that her girlfriend loves his films and grew up watching them. Mm -hmm. And the stuff she says about Carmen here is... Yeah. really sweet and cute and I was like very taken with Jenny in the scene and then he's like well it's been great meeting you uh the door is that way yeah but he does say he's he asked if she's a, he asked if Carmen was a tomboy right mm-hmm. yeah and then Jenny's like I never thought of her like that I just think she's beautiful and yeah yeah it's I was sad. Like, oh. and then he's like leave get out now get and out and then he's like bag yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and then she but I love that she's like Am, am I being fired because I'm gay? Yeah. And I was like, girl, yes. Yeah. She fucking just said it. I was, I was very impressed. And then he's like, I don't like certain things flaunted in my face. Yeah. Like, so like, the whole thesis here is that he's closeted. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And he definitely, I mean, I, when he was mad at Rod Sebring, I think it was jealousy. Yeah. One yep. point for Laura. For, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Picking up on that. Yeah. Picking up on that <laughs> subtle <laughs> stuff. That was tricky. Storytelling. Oh, storytelling. It is honestly, I like Tony Goldwyn's involvement with this show is so deep and I'm just so curious about how that came about, you know, know. he's directed several episodes. He's in it. Like how I think him and Eileen are like, maybe they're really good buddies. Maybe he's really into birds. Oh, maybe they watch birds together. Yeah. Maybe they watch birds together. Eileen posted a lot of birds today. Um, Eileen Shake has a bird Instagram. (laughs) Exclusively birds. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I, yeah. Uh, well, my uh, new mountain home has quite a few birds, so uh, maybe there could be a mashup yeah. in the future. Yeah, you should send her some pics. Okay. I think she'd really like that. So then we go back to the planet. Everyone has left except for Kit, who works there, mm-hmm. and Alice, who is still struggling to prep for this audition. Kit mentions that she hired a new chef from AOC. AOC, a real restaurant and a very good restaurant. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Good. Yeah, I wrote down AOC Suzanne Goins. Sure. I, d- I just heard AOC and got excited. I was mm-hmm. like, I, I went there once. <laughs> but did you also think about um, AOC? Well, that? of course. Yes, yeah, so obviously. I can't even Constantly. think about that. <laughs> I'm thinking about her right now. Yeah. All the time. God, what if she was did a cameo on the John Q? She should. She should. She could, like, endorse Bet's run yes. for mayor. <sighs> uh, hello. Make it happen. They could hook up. Okay. <laughs> I bet AOC would bottom for bet. BFB. 
Yeah. AOC BFB. <laughs> Get that shirt made. Yeah. Okay. Got um, a lot of shirts to make after this. We have so many. We have a little list of shirts. And who should walk in? But the dread pirate Gabby Devoe. <laughs> Pirate, pirate sleeves. I know she's wearing pirate sleeves. You should do your pirate voice. Arr, wait, have I done a pirate voice before? Yeah, but you didn't. Or did mean you just to. assume that? I, okay. No, you did a voice before where you were being bet, and then you were like, "I just did bet as a pirate for some reason." <laughs> <sighs> like, wait, I don't know. What's are going you on. gonna make a bottom for bet T-shirt though? Oh, asking wow. for myself. Oh wow! Asking yeah. also for myself. Bottom for bet. I'll think about it. Okay, we gotta think about like it. Like in a really nice, like simple script. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Anyway, just I'm just throwing out suggestions. Yeah. Like, yeah. like a really good idea. We do have some mock-ups for our Bet Porter 2020 shirt already. Oh, Ooh, love that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Pretty excited also about strong. It. Also very strong. strong um, branding. So then, yeah, Gabby fucking DeVoe in her pirate shirt shows up and she's like, oh my God, I'm in love. Mm-hmm. The scene's hilarious. They're so funny. And Elsa's like, I'm in love too. <laughs> Which was. It's a love off. Yeah, it's a love off. <laughs> And then, and, and she's like, guess who she's in love with. Oh shit. You're never going to guess who it is. <laughs> oh boy. It's Lara. It's Lara Perkins. It's who's the also the new chef, chef of the, the planet. planet. Oh boy. Worlds fucking colliding. Worlds colliding. It's like the, you know, it's everyone. Did Kit not know Laura? Kit knew Laura. I don't know what Come this hoot nanny is. Didn't she? She had to have, right? Well, she had to have. <laughs> she must have known Laura. We I'm all knew Laura. I'm doing a lot of voices. I'm clutching my pearls over the thought that she might have mistaken there Ooh. for someone else. Mm. Poker in the front rear. Uh, Excuse me? Scene. <laughs> Liquor in the front, poker in the rear scene where they were all playing poker together. Uh, uh, okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Season one. Kit was there. Dana was there. Laura was there. Boom. Holy shit. Boom. Kit called you out. You Kit. should know better. But Kit's not a lesbian. So she's not paying attention to but what women look like. She is an ally. She can't hire people's poor, exes. That's yeah, true. Poor etiquette move. Actually, sometimes I think that straight friends of lesbians are like more cautious about mm. exes because they mm. don't understand that you have to like make do with yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because there's only so many they people. can banish once you're, if you're with yeah, a man, you can banish like, them to man land. They have the yeah. privilege of never speaking right. to them again. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have that. No, we don't. There's no way. You have to move, move states, yeah, change identities. Yeah. Get a new face. Yeah. Face off. Do a whole face off. Do a whole face off thing. Yeah. They're rebooting face off. Maybe they could do it with lesbians. Yeah. And it could be should. about a lesbian escaping an ex. Yeah. Just a thought. We've had so many good story ideas. Um, so Alice's reaction to this Gabby and Laura thing is priceless. And, and she she's a little nervous. Is like, uh, goodbye forever. Um, this is a very, this is just a great moment in queer life because this mm. shit happens all the fucking time. Yeah, and she's also like, I, she doesn't tell, I'm not sure why she doesn't tell Gabby who she's dating. Maybe she feels weird because it's like her friend and so it seems weird or something. Yeah, she doesn't mention the Dana of it all. At any point Mm-mm. in the scene, it doesn't mention the Dana. And, and Laura's like, "How's Dana?" And she's like, "Oh my Whoa. god, goodbye!" Uh, she has a hickey in a game for me. <laughs> Please don't untie the scarf on my neck. My head yeah. will just fall right off. But she also starts playing with the scarf, almost as if she wants them to see the hickey. Yeah, because I feel like Alice is like sim- it's simmering beneath yeah. her skin that she wants to tell. But she I also. Wonder if that was an actor choice or a director choice. Ooh. Well, we did have a lesbian actress doing an authentic lesbian scene. I'm gonna give that point to Lucia Haley. Yeah, I mean, this was a this was a very woman 
production team on this episode. Yeah, very nuanced per episode. Yeah. Then where does Alice have to go straight from there? But the to the interview. The interview with KCRW. KCRW. Hi, welcome. We're here at KCRW. And she just starts talking about her love life. So instead of talking about any of the shit she prepared the whole episode, yeah. she just starts freaking out about what just happened. She's not going to tell Gabby or Lara that she's dating Dana, but she's going to tell all the listeners at the home. The world. <laughs> the whole damn world. Yeah. So she starts talking about how they're all connected, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, all right, I'm going to do my pitch. But obviously they're that like, was the oh, pitch. you already did your pitch. It was perfect. It was perfect. Um, the idea that any lesbian could uh, actually do a radio show where she talks about who she and her friends are dating without immediately being ostracized, ostracized and, 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 and like mass murdered by everyone who ever knew her is funny. It's funny. Fiction. <laughs> this is incredibly fictional. This is fictional. Also, Dana's a famous tennis player. But, um, uh, yeah, and she says something about how they are probably connected to Monica Lewinsky, which, girl, I hope so. I sure hope so. I would love to see Monica Lewinsky show up on the chart. Oh, Monica, if you're 2019, listening. Yeah. Monica? Oh, yeah. Ooh-wee. Yeah. Bring it on. Yes. It's go time. It's go time for... The top off, mm. reaching new top this heights. This is the HBO special. This is fight. the pay per Everybody has paid twenty five dollars extra. They're at home to watch it. Live. Or you're in Vegas in the front row. Yeah, we are at the board meeting at the California Arts Center. Yeah, uh, we are welcoming Helena to the board. The Leo and Franklin give her a standing ovation of the two of them. <laughs> it two is men stand up and clap. For one woman with a lot of money to walk in the door. And she's like, blah, blah, whatever. Let's talk about yeah. Alan Barnes. Alan Barnes. And they, as soon as they start talking about Alan Barnes, it kind of seems like Bette knows quite a bit about Alan Barnes. Mm, oh, it, sure it sure does seem that way. And uh, she gets, she says, I don't think, I don't think that you are very well known outside of the art world, right? And then Bette's like, I don't think you're very well known inside the art world. And everyone's like, uh-oh. And everyone's Woo. like, they make that face when someone says something they're not supposed to. Yeah. But then that continues her point and it's true. Yeah. And Alan Barnes agrees with her. And she talks about her piece, A Season in Hell, which I think was uh, is about season six of The L Word. <laughs> and then she talks about some piece she did that involves like a uh, big something in the desert. It looks like Alan Barnes like put up some blocks in the desert or something. Desert X. Desert <laughs> X. Yeah. And that uh, it's, it's like she did like, I don't know, some something Area 51 that, thing and Bet like scaled a wall or something to. Basically, to, to Bet, see is, Bet wrote her thesis mm-hmm. on Alan Barnes and her work. And everyone's freaking out as Bet keeps kind of like pushing her and, and prodding her in this conversation. They're like. Helen is basically at one point is like, you are speaking out of turn. Yeah. And Bet doesn't stop because Bet knows exactly what she's doing because she's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then Barnes is like, oh, you're the one that penetrated my anonymity. <laughs> yep. Whew. That what was actual a sex. moment. That, that's what lesbian sex is. That was what it was. The penetration of anonymity. Mm-hmm. And uh, she is like, oh my God, you wrote that article. That's the best article anyone's ever written about me. And at this point, Helena, like her face is melted off of her face. Yeah. Like she has never lost more spectacularly than she does mm, in this, this moment. This is so hot. A yeah. stunning display of everything that Bet is when she is at her best. Yes. And it is a stunning display of the limits 
of Helena's power when her only power is, is money. money. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, being very good looking and wearing usually nice outfits that she very flatter her, blazers. her look. Yeah. And she has an accent. The end result of this scene is like, yeah, they're going to do a show. Yeah. But like Bet is like going to make it way better than any of these idiots could have thought of. Yeah. Because Ellen Barnes trusts her with it. She just like HBO her. trusted us with that Gentleman Jack campaign, you know? Exactly. Because they knew just like no that. one knows Ann Lister like Heather Hogan. That's accurate. So shout true. out to Heather Hogan. Yeah, shout we out. Love you, Heather Hogan. Love you, Heather. Um, so this is like one of the greatest bet moments of the top off yet. Oh yeah. And I, I don't know, even know if she deserves one point. I think I think she deserves two points. I think she deserves two points. Yeah. So now ding She's ding in ding. The lead. She's yeah. in the lead. Three, two, bet over Helena. Yeah. An incredible yeah. moment, truly. Jarman. Jarman. I don't know. What else do we call him? Yeah. Shenny. Well, they're at Shenny's Carmi? house. Carmi? But Jenny, Carmi's cute. <laughs> so Jenny's talking to Carmen. She thinks she totally fucked up her Burr Connor meeting. I don't know. They're both really cute. This is like they're they're just cute together. They're listening episode. to massage music. <laughs> well, and the most important aspect of this scene is that after Jenny says Mr. Connor doesn't like the fact that I'm a lesbian, the sound design of the of the show of L Word starts going lesbian, lesbian, <laughs> lesbian. Did you notice that? I did. Oh my even. god! Please rewatch. That scene, because after she oh, says that, it. throughout the rest of their conversation, there's a little voice going, lesbian, I love lesbian. Do I just, lesbian. have I started tuning out? Because there was one I That's missed last episode, too. Always. Yeah, well, I do. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I'm like, lesbian, lesbian. Yeah. Oh, I should have thought of that. they've done When my psychiatrist was like, do you ever hear voices yeah. in your head? And I was like, I, well, I mean, lesbian. yeah, someone's oh, always fine. like, lesbian, lesbian, shame, 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 water, water, water. Carmen, 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 fucking, fucking. It's like, aside from the lesbian refrain, no, not really. Um, that's great. They call they call him a big creepy homophobe too. Um, tool shed, tool shed. Shane comes in and is like, "Hey, Mark, we're gonna hang out. Come hang out with us." Which is disgusting. Ugh, why are you and doing unforgivable? This? And, Sh- and I, I mean, like, I'm you know, I like Shane, but this is this is low. Yeah. But uh, and then he's like, "I don't know." She's like, "Well, since you've decided that you are forever indebted to me, you have to." And he's like, yeah. "Oh, okay." Yeah. And it's like. Whatever. If they yeah. were two different people, this would maybe be funny, but it's stupid because it's yeah. Mark. Um, and then we go to Dallas's where Alice is dressed like a young Republican for some reason. Yeah. This is post KCRW. <laughs> I know. It's reality. Yeah. This is now new. she's already they're, she's ready to join the Republican Women's yeah, Club. They're ready to go. Dana is also Orange wearing County. something very weird. They're they both. Yeah. I wrote down that Erin Daniels is so pretty, but her outfit in this scene is very strange yeah it's very strange and um alice this is very strange and it looks like something that dana's mom would wear and alice tells dana that she got her like chart show the chart with alice Piazzecki. the chart with alice Piazzecki. alice Piazzecki of the chart Piazzecki. and um somehow oh she says she ran into gabby right yeah she mentions that she ran into gabby and then uh dana's like weird about it and She's like, I don't want to be, Alice says it like, I don't really get the whole thing of like having like a sexless friendship with someone that cheated on you saying that she's not trying to be friends with Gabby. And then Dana's like, yeah, I don't think we should be friends with our exes. And then Alice is like, huh? So like, what if Laura just showed up one day? Dana's like, I mean, I don't know. I could like maybe be friends with her unless you don't want me to be. And then that's where we leave it because Jenny calls. So Alice knows that Gabby and Laura are together and that Laura is working at the planet uh-huh. and has not told Dana. Right. 
and has sort of set her up in this weird way. Okay, but also I thought that this was um, like a little bit psychotic. Like for both of them to agree, like they've been dating for two weeks and they're saying we should never be friends with our exes. Yeah, it felt like a, like a bit much. Yeah, it was strange. It felt like they were trying, they were like testing each other yeah. in this way. Like I didn't necessarily feel like either of them believed what they were saying. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like obviously there are some exes that you don't want to be friends with, but I don't know. So then Jenny calls and they're like, wait, you're not going to Helena's? Yeah. Where are you going? Because it wasn't enough for Bet to secure two points in that meeting. Nope. Because then we go to Helena's where she has ordered, much like Laura's ex, a lot of sushi. She has a full sushi. I I think it would have been better if she had had what, like how they have really rich people get like actual humans to lie down and they put sushi all over their bodies. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. They should, that would have been good if she'd like rented a person. Yeah. You know, that's Didn't a real power move. Did the sushi body come with the house? Yeah. Does, do you have a sushi body that comes with this house? Or no, just a, just a housekeeper just a and a cook? Just a groundskeeper. Mm, just a groundskeeper. Awkward. Mm. Uh, sorry, I think you're going to need to sweeten You want me to just eat sushi deal. off a plate? What? Um, we don't use plates in the And Helena's like, is this an LA thing? You invite people who don't show up? And Tina's like, yeah. And, and Helena's again, really pissed. True. true. And yeah. Yeah. Guess what? That true. is an LA thing. Yeah. So Helena's pissed. Helena's upset. And Tina's like, well... You know what? Fuck. It's okay. Like, aren't aren't you happy to just be here with me? You know, and then we can eat all this sushi. Although, can't Tina not eat sushi because she's pregnant? I believe that is. Oh, true. that's okay. so uh, like yeah. she probably have a cucumber roll though. The fact that Helena didn't factor that in though, I kind of want sushi now. I'm really want sushi. Yeah. So Helena's pissed, but she's fine because she gets to like make out with Tina in yeah. her big house or whatever. Um, but also it's funny because like, why would any like Helena has been mean to everyone this whole time? Like, why would she ever think any of them would actually really truly right. show up at her house? And everyone because everyone was always really mad at Bet, you know, um, because she believes in the power of money that much. Yeah. yeah. She really, truly yeah. thinks that she can buy people. Yeah. It's not true. You guys. No. It's not true. Because what the real shit is. Friendship. It's friendship. Family and fa- night. Chosen family. Chosen family. And so then- we go to Bet's house and everyone is, okay, I was really mad at them for all putting their faces and hands on the window. They're going to have to Windex that shit. Yeah. Big handprints, face prints, but it's very cute. And they're like, hey, we're at your house. Yeah. And they all brought wine. But it's so cute. It's so cute. All their yeah. little faces see. in the window, they're all being goofy. And Bet's like, oh my God, <laughs> like all my friends came over to hang out with me. And they've been rejecting her for so long because she fucked up really bad. And now they've all, instead of going to Helena's little fancy gathering, they just went to Bet's little poor house. They're like the curse of the West Side, which is hilarious yeah. because that's true. Yeah. But also this is West Hollywood versus what, like Santa Monica or Malibu or yeah. wherever you think her house I feel is. like she's in the Hollywood Hills, which is also West Side, right? Who's in the Hollywood Hills? Helena. I thought she was on the beach. Yeah, she just bought house. her beach house. Oh, she is on a beach, so she's probably yeah. like in the Palisades or Malibu, right? Yeah, so the, even from West Hollywood, they're not yeah. going out there. Oh. Can you imagine if it was like they all lived in like Highland Park? <laughs> no way! <laughs> yeah, that's also true. They really didn't get into that, but I think that everyone would be like, do you really, ever, they'd all be at home like, do you really, I didn't really want to no drive out of Santa Monica? Is worth that. <laughs> it's like, it's 8 p.m. Yeah. I'm going to have to now drive to like Malibu? Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. No. So it's super cute. It's family night. Bet's like, I guess I'll order pizza. And then yeah. Mark takes over ordering the pizza. Because he's going to serve women. Yeah. I so, mean, whatever. Sure. Sure. But everything is adorable and they're drinking wine and they're congratulating 
Alice on her radio show and everyone's just being adorable and it's a lovely, lovely, lovely way to end the episode. And it's also another point for Bet. Yep. Yeah, big one. Ding, ding, ding. So the final score, the tally currently of the top off is Bet four, yeah. Helena two. What a comeback. Wow. Loyal she was, was. She had zero points on the board when this mm-hmm. episode started. Yeah, she sure did. She's really shown some growth today. She sure has. So what did we all think of this episode? I felt fine about it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I've really disliked the last couple. So I, this was a a nice, this felt like a breath of fresh air. Yeah. I felt like it was, uh, you know, having come in without any other context around it for like a decade. It's pretty much as I remember. Yeah. Yeah. But again, like understanding more, of what they were doing with the like emotional and interpersonal dynamics and more what they were doing with LA. Yeah. Yeah. And with rich bitches. Yeah. You know, it's like the city's really like another character on the show. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) Mm. It's like the New York is the fifth member of the group. Yeah. I think I'm going to continue rewatching. Yeah. Yeah. With you all. Oh my God. Wow. We'll have you back on. Please. If you you find yourself watching an episode that you really want to talk about, I will. You could tell us, and we'll yeah, you flag can tell you. us. Yeah, flag us. We're not taking any breaks, so power on through. Power on through. <laughs> oh, you power mean like through. we should just record a bunch more right now? <laughs> Let's just stay up all night. Let's just stay up all night and do the rest of the Eat season. Sushi and just finish it. No. Has anyone's thoughts on this episode changed over time from when they saw it many years ago? I have really, honestly, no memory of this episode. Same. I don't think like I don't think a lot happened in it. I mean, not. I plot wise, not a there lot wasn't happened. like there yeah. weren't really any memorable moments in terms of like, like scenes or interactions that are like, that are like I, iconic. Yeah. I feel like the thing plot. that I feel like the thing from it that I remembered the most besides Gomi's real life dick comment, which is burned into my mind forever, partially because I made after the whole series over, I made those two videos called the L word. What the fuck? Yeah. And it was like compilation videos of the worst moments in the L word, which is some of my best work. Um, ever and I'll uh, link to it if anyone wants to see it again it's in Vimeo um, and that was in there obviously but I think that aside from that the only part of this episode that like I really remembered was the Dana and Alice radio conversation stuff yeah there's a lot of really nice character stuff in this episode there's a lot of really what felt like true authentic realistic kind of like queer relationship and friendship stuff that happens in this episode which is which is really nice yeah and I don't know that I necessarily appreciated that as much on the first watch probably as I was younger and stupider Laura yes there's a question we like to ask people who Mm -hmm. hang out with us on this wonderful podcast Mm -hmm. if you could read fan fiction with any characters from the show who would those characters be read with like, like read, read a fan fiction about. Oh. Not sit and read together. Okay. <laughs> Story like, time. That is a very specific <laughs> desire. I'm on a lot of cold medication. Now. I would like to see the top off play out. Yeah. Not the first person to say that. Yeah. You are not. Because it just makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, take out the middlemen, the middlewomen. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, like take out work Tina. out. In general, take out and Tina. And Winnie. Yeah. Yeah. And just like work out what you got to work out. Yeah. Especially no spoilers, but like maybe another era of Helena in particular. But honestly, right now, right now, I'd like to see it. I would like. Yeah, I think would not shake a fist at it. <laughs> <laughs> Girl. 
Also, Bet and Carmen. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Laura. Yes. If someone has listened to this episode and enjoyed you, mm-hmm. where could they find even more of you? Well, first of all, I just want to say thanks for enjoying me. <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to direct you to a couple places on uh, socials. If you're familiar with Twitter.com, that little blue bird, <laughs> you want to hear more of my musings. Uh, it's a little bit of a strange handle, short but sweet. It's at la, L-A, underscore, wa, W-A. If you want to find me on that IG, that gram, <laughs> that's just going to be an at Laura Zach. And uh, I've got a new film coming out uh, this next festival season. It's called Proof of Loss. And uh, check me out on Angel on Top. That was, that was honestly... Wow. Wow. That was I might download Twitter again after that. <laughs> wow. That's a yeah. huge endorsement. Well, in conclusion, <laughs> I think it's okay to be friends with your exes. You know? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like exes are ex sometimes exes are bad, but sometimes exes are great people. You yeah, know? They're people too. They're pe- exes are people too. Except the terrible ones. Except the terrible ones and they're, they're demons and they should you know. I count to three and then we all say our own words at the same time. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Before we... No. Go. One, two, three. Lauren Laura. <laughs> What'd you say? I said Laura, who is our special guest today. Oh, wow. <laughs> I said lubricant. Oh. What'd you say? I said Lori Moore. <laughs> your my favorite your two we were, were similar. Yeah, they were similar. We were really on the Lori, Laura, mm-hmm. Lauren. A name. Not. We've never yeah. said names. names. Well, I said Lindsay before I was oh, talking about right. my therapist, Your Lindsay, therapist. Yeah. She's so great. Yeah, I was pregnant. Uh, <laughs> didn't notice. Laura, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> this has been a real journey. It has been. It Listeners, has been a real thank journey. you for joining us. Thank you for joining us today. And uh, Karen, thank you for editing this. Very long piece of work that we art piece of art piece of artwork that this we have given art. you. This is art. Bet would hang it up behind her office, I think, yep. behind she would her ha- desk. Hang this audio recording behind her desk. Yeah, she would hang this behind her desk. Um, and also, speaking of art, just remember Helena <laughs> oil paintings or any type of sophisticated art featuring Helena Peabody. Email it to us. There, in the winner, will have a full painting a blown up poster of your thing on Laura Zach's door or roof or kitchen. Yeah. Or, or depending how good it is, it yeah. might be above the bed. So, yeah. It might be right above the bed. So just getting right down to business. Like this is what I'm expecting. You know, when mm-hmm. someone comes over, I want this kind of stuff to happen here. Yep. So think about that. Um, and then, you know, maybe one day uh, you'll, Laura will take a picture and your art will be in it and people will be like who's that artist you know Mm -hmm. and I'll I'll tell them yeah and she'll tell them she'll tag you so it's sort of a roundabout way of getting a little bit famous it's exposure exposure will pay you an exposure just the tiniest bit famous (laughs) the tiniest maybe (laughs) hypothetical bit yeah a few people will know who you are we will so uh, keep dreaming signing off from to Ellen Back HQ yeah it's uh, have a beautiful night have a beautiful night or, or day, and don't and don't forget to enjoy the chart. The chart on KCRW. Who rescued who? <laughs> I don't know. I'm the last who. <laughs> do you know? Do you know where your children are? Girls in the 
laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live.